0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker. I am joined this week by three merry men. They don't look merry, but they are merry men. Uh, I'll start with you, Si. How's it going, mate?
2: I'm good, brother. I'm good, man.
0: Good, good. Good to see you. It's been a while, I think, since we've done one of these.
2: Since since I've been on with you, I yeah, think. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I've been on a
1: couple. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> Tried to deflect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, man. <laughs> Harold, how's it going, mate?
1: You know me, man. Always happy, man. Always happy to be here, my guy. I'm all well. How are you, pal? How are you?
0: I'm. I'm not too bad. You know me, man. No. No genuine skin in the game, so these, these teams can't hurt me. You know. I, I just enjoy yeah, the sport. Yeah. I enjoy the spectacle. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Yeah, man. <laughs> How you doing? Yes.
3: Yeah. All good, man. Looking forward to uh, to another catch-up, man. So all
0: good. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So we're coming to the end of the third week. Feels like. Uh, Longer than that already. It feels like every day there's like two or three major storylines going on in the NBA. But we're coming to the end of uh, the third week. So most teams have played in and around 10 games at this point. Um, But there's been some stuff that's gone on off the court as well. So before we get into the games and the teams and what we've been watching and what we've been enjoying and what we haven't been enjoying, I wanted to start with um, what's gone on in the capital this week. So uh, Wednesday, the 6th of January, if you don't know what happened, Uh, You must be living under a rock, but just in case, Um, let's call them protesters. Uh, You guys may end up using different words to describe (laughs) them, but I'll start with... That's not what Draymond said. (laughs) Let's not do that. (laughs) I'm going to use different words to describe them, and you guys may end up correcting me. So let's say it's um, uh, patriots. um, Patriots uh, stormed the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., Uh, run amok really even looking back at some of the images beggars believe that we'd see this sort of thing in 2021 but it's been that kind of last year or so um, so maybe I shouldn't be so surprised but as always uh, the NBA had something to say never shies away from giving us their opinions on social issues and I wanted to start with you Harold just to uh, get some of your thoughts obviously we had comments from Draymond Green, who we know is one of the leaders in the league, so never shies away from comments. Jalen Brown, who you all know, yes, is is young, but has shown that he has a really mature head on his shoulders. LeBron James, who we're always going to ask what he thinks, because he's LeBron, isn't it? Uh, And Rivers too. So I wanted to get your your thoughts, Harold, on on the comments from the NBA and what's going on in America at the moment.
1: Yeah, just to touch on what the guy said. So there was one, there was one key part. I think one person spoke in particular really well about it, and that person was Draymond Green. He didn't mince his words at all. I think you, Draymond Green, is the kind of guy who's like. He is exactly what he says on the tin, within the tin, if you get what I mean. So even when like he mistakenly, well, or I say mistakenly, but when he spoke out and called uh, Bron the B word and, and all of this, or, or and KD as well, like he's very, he weighs his heart on his on his sleeve, and sometimes it can be misplaced. But in this case, it couldn't have been better presented, and I could, I wasn't, I couldn't have been more proud to hear what he was saying. Um, and he spoke about something that we just touched on, and that was the whole um protester kind of thing it's like how can you call these people protesters who have strolled into this strolled into this building like two of the most <laughs> two of the most highly guarded buildings in the entire world yeah the white house and the Capitol building yeah somehow some people managed to stroll in and run amok do an absolute madness and they're calling them protesters and he was just like he was seriously pissed off at the fact that they could be likened to the things that we saw for Black Lives Matter when people were just literally standing there completely still and were being treated like they were like some 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 rogue animals. So that was really keen for him, and he he described them as terrorists. Which, in my opinion, that is a terrorist act. What they did, and a lot of them have been locked up from it. What i that's if that's not an act of terrorism, I'm not sure what is. I don't know what type of denomination need to be for it to be a, a terrorist act. Anyway, that was. I think he spoke quite well on that. Another person, like he said, was was um was Jalen Brown. Brown. And and yeah, he mentioned about how there's two different Americas and how there's like there's there's a there's some repercussions if you're white and there's repercussions if you're black. And it the, the biggest thing I think, especially speaking as a black man that I, I can see in America, is that what hurts us the most is it's so blatant, it's so obvious in plain sight how how the system is is like. Is edged against us and people still dispute it and it's so frustrating because you're like you're purposely being obtuse and it is it's unfathomable to me in in <laughs> in all honesty um so yeah that was those are those two of the main things and I guess it just follows on from what we've seen in the last year man it was it's it's hard like that's why Kyrie said they didn't want to go to the bubble that's why um that we had those like we had those had that brief pause after the um after the killing of someone in um in in, near milwaukee and then milwaukee obviously then didn't touch on up for a game like that's the reason why 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 people are kneeling for the national anthem and when when players or people whatever people in power refuse to see how things are clearly against black people in america it only raises our our blood pressure it makes us more angry and it only makes the fight the fight stronger
0: agreed agreed um Sai, I'm going to put you out here because I didn't pre-warn you of this, but I'm interested to get your <laughs> opinions. Uh, a certain net went AWOL uh, the day after this. Uh, his name was mentioned by Harold. That's what actually prompted it to me. Um, yeah. He's obviously kind of been a really vocal critic and uh, Yas will know too, obviously being a Celtic fan that uh, he tends to go against the grain in terms of how he decides to communicate his thoughts and opinions. Do you think there's any coincidence that the day after this happened that um, Harry, according to Steve Nash, had, had gone AWOL basically?
2: No coincidence at all. I think uh, what's, what's important uh, for people to understand is this is a human issue. It's not a political issue. It's not a sporting issue. It is very much something that hits people on an emotive level. Um, me for one, on a personal note, like the whole idea and concept of a mental health day is nothing that I'm foreign to, either through observation or through interaction myself. And sometimes that literally just means time to gather your thoughts. Um, For someone who is in a position like Kyrie Irving, who is a massive advocate for things, mental health as well as uh, social injustice, it wasn't surprising. Um, I've witnessed a lot of stuff on the timeline, a lot of stuff from the news outlets that for me, is in bad taste and is no coincidence that it's directly relating to Kyrie Irving because I think he, in, in in a way, made himself a martyr and people weren't necessarily ready for it. So now he just gets basically pigeonholed as this disruptive personality. When realistically, I think he's doing what a lot of us wish we could do, is just... When we hear this type of shit, when we when we observe like the clear disparity and how our people are treated to certain other people, sometimes we do just feeling like sitting there and just packing it in for a day. And I don't think I don't think someone should be criticized for that approach, especially if their silence now is going to be much much louder than any of their
3: words.
1: Yeah, and do you know what? Sorry, I, I wanted to add on to something. There was one part I didn't actually speak on, and. That was how. Do you know? How I, I mentioned just now about how there's people who just can't see how there's a difference in how certain people are treated. However, there's also there's also people who may not be black, but they do see how black people are treated, and they understand that that's not the case. But in those same people, they're very much like this is not how America is supposed to be. Like this is this is like this is not this is against the the foundation of our company of our, of our country. And all I have to say is it's not. Like it's not in the slightest. Like, this is this is America. Like, I mean, this is it's ingrained. Like, this, 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 this is all systemic. It's all within you. Like, this is how you're supposed to be. The system is running exactly how it was designed to. And if this what's happened at Capitol Hill is not is not further examples of that, honestly, I don't know what is. Like, and I just want people to understand that. Your America is not the America that you think it is. It's this is this is the America that it was designed to be. And that's, so- that's
2: that was that was the most American shit I've ever seen. You've got a guy stealing a podium, taking a photo up. You've got guys dressed like fucking Call of Duty emotes and shit like that. It's, it's, it's crazy to me, but it's so quintessentially
1: American. You know what I mean? Like that's that's it. Like that that is that is it. It was the, it was, it was the audacity, like. How how you take how you committing crimes taking pictures? You know how mental that is? Like, can you imagine doing a mazzoline, taking pictures, posting it online, and then and acting surprise when you've been reprimanded for it? I think it's it's like the arrogance is mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Jamaro Kwai had to come out and confirm that he was not there,
0: um, which was <laughs> which was great because I ain't seen him in years. Uh, you made some good points in terms of mental health there, um, si. And I think uh, at times, because these guys are so well-played and they're so hyper-visual, we almost forget that they're, they're human beings and they have usual ups and downs like we, we do. Somebody infamously told them to shut up and dribble on a courtside episode. Uh, where, wherever he is, that, that's bang out of order, mate. And uh, you speak for yourself and you do not represent the views of courtside. Um, like I said at the start, it's, it's, been, it's been three weeks almost of this season, um, but it feels much longer. And with what was going on in the capital, on the other side, uh, on the court, there's been a lot going on as well. Uh, I'm talking COVID. Uh, We're talking about players like Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, Jason Tatum, Seth Curry, all having to isolate themselves because they've been exposed. We're seeing it over here. They haven't, I don't think they've quite technically come out to mention the second variant in America, but we're definitely seeing a, a rise in infection rates all over the world. Uh, yes, your Celtics are a team who, like I just mentioned, have been directly affected because uh, Jason has started this season uh, fantastically. Um, what are your what's your understanding of what's going on, um, and I guess what do we think is going to happen because it's a very tight schedule this season, um, and COVID's not going to help.
3: Yeah, I think um, I think we're in. I don't want to get too negative, but uh, like you said, it's three weeks in, and I these things move very, very, very quickly. So I, I don't think it's an overreaction to say that the season could be in by the time we record next week because these things are exponential and they grow without people noticing. So it's a virus. So yeah, Jason Tatum's been confirmed as a positive case. He's got COVID-19. Cool. They've just played however many teams in the last few days. Um, the Centre for Disease Control, which is what the NBA based their, their sort of, health and safety protocols off the CDC say that it's like a six foot distance less than for 15 minutes. And then that's kind of where you're at risk. But I I don't know how sustainable this all is. Um, Like, Okay, so Bradley Beal is in uh, health and safety protocol isolation because he was spotted having a chat with Jason Tatum after the game in close proximity. That's what Sham said anyway. They might have gone out afterwards because they're very close friends. But if that's the case, then what about everybody in the practice facility? What about the traveling party for games? What about the same thing for every single team? Um, Rob Williams, the third, is also a positive case. We're missing Tristan Thompson, Grant Williams, um, because they were in a car with him when we were in uh, Florida. Um, Florida as well. We have three NBA teams in Florida. Florida is like the COVID capital of America, only sort of third to New York and California because they're huge populations, but the difference is Florida's kind of like a bit of a mental place where they're pretend, pretending COVID ain't a thing. So Florida has fans in arenas as well, and it's all just a bit, um, bit scary to be honest in terms of how the league want to have everything run. I don't really see. Yeah, he's got COVID, so he sits for two weeks as a. I, th- I just, I just don't understand how that seems to be the only fail safe against stuff because these things will go through teams they will go through squads they will go between teams um we've seen how quickly covid can go nationwide and ravage so i think it's a really big concern to be honest for the for the season and we were chatting this morning and last night about it and harold sort of um you made the point that oh you know premier league is worried as well and we're taking fans out and everything like that yeah but the reason this is so different to the Premier League or to the NFL or to any other leagues is what you've just said, Morale. The frequency of the games and the amount of travel and everything like that is insane. Like, So the Celtics and the Sixers have been across two states and played four games in the last week. And they have two confirmed cases in Tatum and Curry. So you're, you're talking about so much possible transference of the virus even little things like it living on surfaces. One of the early fears was, okay, well, it's basketball. Everyone is passing around the same one object. Like, it's indoor. There's all these fear factors which add to it. And I don't know if the NBA are quite... on top of it, if I'm honest, I feel like we've all felt they are because the bubble was so successful. But this is the first real test I think they've faced. And that was why I was
0: just going to ask. Sorry to interject. Go on, yeah. Um, do you think that they could potentially have to go back to that? Because like you say, you there's, want- really, there's really there's there's really, really no way you can stop it spreading. This because is it. And, and it's not like... Everybody- I, I get it. I give it to one of you guys. You give it to one person. They give it to like, it, it multiplies. Very- exactly.
3: And I think I think the other thing is as well, you can't do a bubble for a whole season. The people already found it tough enough for a playoffs. People, you can't hold people out from their families the whole season. It's just, it's not sustainable. It's not going to happen. But then it's a people over profit thing where are the NBA ready to put people over profit? Probably not because they have all these, they need to get people paid. They need to keep the sport relevant. They need to keep it on TV. They have these contractual commitments. I think this is a massive test for the league, and I don't know how well they're going to deal with it. Basically, um, so it's it's very very concerning. And then you have a, a situation like we did courtside one v one the other day, Jokic v Embiid. Yeah, but that game just became that. a bit. That game became a bit of a farce because, I mean, I'm very happy Tyrese Maxey got a run out because I love Tyrese Maxey, but it just became like no one really cared about that game. Um, Embiid and Simmons arguably rightly kind of just thought yeah we're going to sit this one out like they had no injury leading up and then straight away they did six has had seven or eight guys seven fit guys and then one who they just suited up just to sit on the bench just to qualify even though they weren't going to risk him so then you wonder okay cool they're sticking to their tv contracts but where's the kind of integrity of what they're actually putting on the product they're putting out and then how much would that affect seeding and issues and this and that and yeah man it's a, it's a big problem it's a big big
1: problem do you know what, yeah. though, Yes, I, I'm just wondering, how how does the league respond to this? We th- All of the things you said, without putting everyone into a bubble, which I just can't imagine will, will work for such a, a ridiculous amount of time. Because when is the season me- meant to end? I think it was... Well, the they didn't ends. release
3: the whole season, isn't it? They said till March, and then we'll reassess.
0: Oh, okay, it's, cool. So, it's not even February, and we're
3: already February.
0: in trouble. Okay. Yeah, I think they're different. they want to end it before summer because that's when viewer, viewing numbers typically go down. Because, you know, in the normal time, everyone's on summer holiday, so they're traveling with their families. Obviously, in COVID times, we don't know how that's going to be affected. How widespread the vaccine will be, but yeah, Harold, continue your thoughts.
1: Yeah, so they so the initial plans that I I saw I saw brought up from um from from Silver was that the legal the postseason will be from May twenty second to July twenty second, so we'll end that late, and obviously they say they're going to reassess after the All Star break um in the beginning of March, but I just I'm just trying to think like how do you how do you make an effort? To, I guess obviously that that's why they get paid the big bucks. But how do you get? How do you make an effort to make the, the league go on? I just, this is insanity.
3: This is the thing. Like it's it's this is nothing ever been seen before. And I don't. It's not a blame game, but it's concerning. Like they sent out these 150 page documents to every team. But all of that stuff is preventative. It's all don't do this, don't do this. Wear your mask on the bench. Boom, 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 boom,
1: boom. When you
3: but get it, there's no precedent for when it's spreading. Do you know mm. what I mean? Apart from just go sit on ice. And they went from 82 games to 72 games. I'm wondering if they're even going to have to reel that back to maybe a 58 or something and then have like periodic breaks of a week or something like that. That's the only way I can think that this goes without becoming a bit of a farce or just becoming un- unmanageable. Listen, by next week it could be cool again, but I, it, these things don't just get better, they get worse. Mm, exactly. And the
0: thing even with the 72 number was chosen because that's near pretty much close to the minimum obligation of games teams have Absolutely. to fulfill yeah. to yeah. get their money from their from their um, television, television guys. So um, everything they're doing is literally like, this is everything we have to do to just about make our money just about play enough games so teams have a full season to you know, um, have a decent record. Everybody gets to play their 36 home games, 36 away games. Um, and I think their initial attitude, which is to just keep soldiering on, is not too dissimilar from what we've seen over here with our sports, where it's like we have no wiggle room. If we stop for a week, like they are already been overplayed. We're already having teams stay in one city. We play you, then you play us. So there's no fans you got teams going down double digits and be like oh you know what never mind we'll we'll take the L on this one and we'll we'll go we'll take, we'll go again tomorrow that they they really have no wiggle room so i think they're going to just say i know i already said don't say it just shut up and dribble genuinely like <laughs> 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 there's, too much, there's, too, there's too much money at stake uh, there's too much money at stake we've 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 seen that even how quickly they had to come back after the season ended um, which has affected the quality of this season because now you've got guys who are not playing back-to-backs because they were only playing two or three months ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mess. because they're doing,
3: can... look, they're doing a G League bubble starting uh, middle or end of February, right? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're going to have to do that because they've got this G League Ignite thing launching. I have a Google. We're not going to go into it now. we have got too much to cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if we just... They can't change anything with the games if they just start bringing in more short-term deals encouraging teams to I don't know like loosen the restrictions on 10-day contracts which we've seen teams using emergency if they kind of encourage teams just to use those a little bit more dip into their G league teams more which they've already to be fair I said in saying that they've already allowed G league players and two-way players to just do whatever this year but I wouldn't be surprised if there's kind of more incentive just to get jobbers in um like who are still without teams who have some NBA experience and just get them in on short-term deals that don't affect the cap or or something like that. It's the only thing I can think is they can't really change the the virus or the amount of games. So maybe just beefing up the rosters. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be a really interesting week because it does feel like it's accelerating now um, for the first time. So boy, we'll we'll see what happens.
1: You know what? Just just just, just really quickly, sorry, Emrah. I hear what you guys are saying about the G League, yeah? And if it means that a player like Lance Stevenson can finally come back to the NBA, I'm all for it. That guy is, is all-star Hollywood TV. He is fantastic. Shout out, shout out Lance, man. I just want
3: Isaiah Thomas to get another deal somewhere, so that would be good for me too.
1: Yeah, um, the main takeaway I've got
0: from that, yes, is that Leangelo Ball should keep shooting because he's going to get a call from somebody. Leangelo
3: keep your phone on your mate. It's
0: coming. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So uh, you mentioned it earlier, Yas, uh, the courtside one-on-one, uh, which is interesting. Uh, probably the two leading centres in the league. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see them go against each other the other day. We didn't need to. Uh, because yeah, we but, um, <laughs> <laughs> According it, to the poll, we whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <laughs> let's 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 get into it. So, obviously, if you don't know who I'm talking about, we're talking about a certain Joel Embiid, and on the other side, of Nikola Jokic. So, let me uh, give you guys a tale of the tape. So, Embiid is averaging 25 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. Uh, Philly are seven and three. They've got the 18th ranked offense and the third ranked defense. Uh, Jokic is averaging. 24 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, 0.5 blocks. Uh, the Nuggets are 4 and 5. Uh, their offense is 4th ranked and they've got the 27th ranked defense.
1: Sounds about right.
0: Like you guys have said, um, it's been a landslide. I'm going
3: to stop uh, look, you this. with that box score boy mentality reading those records. Yeah. You watch the games. Poor Nikola Djokic is trying everything he can with that,
0: those guys around him. On the offensive he- end he is, yeah.
3: Yeah, he's found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing with Philly, I'll say, is their their schedule uh, schedules been been nice. We'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also, um, Mariah, you missed out um the key Anthony Davis stat. First in per, Nikola Jokic. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I- I
2: purposely in the- Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Man. Get that okay. Lakers shit out of here, man. No worries, man.
1: No I, I had to dub it. I had to dub it. The, the, the AD stat. I've never heard that stat mentioned more when he was at New Orleans than I didn't, I didn't even know it existed until until we started putting up the numbers for the Pelicans, man. Cool. I so think one of one of the most most interesting components
2: about this whole Jokic and. Uh, MB thing is who's gonna fall off their diet first? To be perfectly honest, <laughs> <That's 'Cause true. laughs> do you know the thing
0: though? Do you know the thing? It works for Jokic. It works in reverse. He has like a really sloppy off season. Then he slowly works his way back into fitness as the season goes on. And by the end of the season, he's all like by halfway through the season, he's playing at like all NBA level, and you literally yeah. see like after months are going on, he's getting scoring more, getting more efficient, scoring more, getting more efficient. Um. I and mean, then a landslide in terms of our listeners, and I feel like it's a landslide in terms of you guys as well. But if there was a, a vote for uh Joel Embiid, what would it be and what why? Defence.
2: Defense,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Defense. That's it. Two time um,
1: two time um, second second all D compared to Jokic's none. He is he can guard the paint absolutely brilliantly. I think that the only the only concerns we have on him is his mentality and the, and his diet. I think I think he's a I think he's a phenomenal defender. That's the that's the one thing people were were having against um Jokic. But when Jokic puts up numbers like he's playing point center, it's hard to ignore. But sorry, sorry, si, as you were saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, mirroring mirroring that sentiment, I think the things the things that sort of hold Joel Embiid, I do genuinely think quite a large percentage of them are out of his control. I don't think you can. You can underplay. When you are that size, you are going to be more prone to injuries. And he's shown that Shirley
0: since, he, since he came in.
2: <laughs> but then, obviously, on the flip side, you do have those those things of not necessarily helping yourself. If you are eating burgers and eating, and watching anime before games, then who am I to say that? Things are outside of your control. Do you get what I mean? So, and if just, he manages like, to stay disciplined,
3: if, um, if, you, if you, on your thing about, yeah, it's a lot. I get it, and he's had his foot troubles in the in the past, and everything like that. But just the conditioning and just the just the desire, you see, if you use last year's last season playoffs, Djokic was dragging his team through three one deficits, hitting precisely. ridiculous shots, bringing makes everyone around him better. And Embiid by the sixth or seventh minute of every quarter, while we swept them, was just done yes yes, yes
1: but to, to, to play devil's advocate at least at least Nicola had someone to go along with him on on that ride you know at, at least he had Jamal yeah, I hear that but then it's, he's always ha- he's had that for the two seasons before and it's similar story the the,
3: the the year they went out to the to the uh, Raptors was very very unfortunate I'll give him that and I think that's why you saw his outpouring of emotion because he was just like I actually tried this year um <laughs> but but it's just and the thing is um with Embiid as well. like he, he is elite when he wants to be. We all know this. It's the, it's the classic sort of tell. Record aside, and I'll say this, Nikola Djokic has played better than anybody in the NBA this year, just in terms of every single game, he's been the best player on the court. Embiid has been, has been up there. He's uh, MVP out of Murray has been up there. Paul George has been up Paul there. George, but yeah. there's none of them have been on it every single game to just an elite level. Jokic has been unreal. And it just so happens that I've watched them. Like, you don't notice it because they're losing and, and Gary Harris can't score and MPJ is out and Murray's being Murray where he plays really well for a half and then takes the other one off. But in Djokic, I think this is the best I've ever seen Djokic, and I think you're absolutely right, morale is because he didn't have the excuse to go back to Serbia in the off-season, eat whatever he wanted and then come back enough to run it all off. Yeah, it's,
0: it's interesting. Personally, I'm a, I'm a bigger Joel Embiid fan. Um, but uh, we'll see. His, his his name is in the mud. His name's in the mud, essentially. And this is always going to be... A, it's a sport, so it's a show. But he
3: started... This is the thing with him. He he's started
0: this playing season really, thing, well, really well, man. Well. Yeah, he, he has, been playing he has, really well. That... This, is, this is... We're talking about potentially another... Obviously, depending on what happens with COVID, another 80, 90 games to go. So, uh, 10 games don't make a reputation, son. So, obviously, the fact oh, that, so that it was <laughs> such a landslide... Uh, for Jokic is understandable. He's proven himself in the regular season and in the playoffs. Uh, and, one and, thing, go on. one thing,
2: one thing with uh, Embiid and the Sixers in general is a lot of the fears about whether or not they'll be able to coexist with Simmons and Embiid on the floor. Those those myths are starting to be disproven. Uh, the spacing isn't as much of an issue now that they do have actual scorers and shooters around them. And they are starting to play a two man game that is proving to be problematic for defenses. So Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Just on
3: that enough. one side, and I don't want to get into it because it's something that you know, we covered a lot, a lot. A lot. I don't think it's yeah. ever MB that's suffered from that nearly as much as as Simmons. So but it has looked better. It's looked a lot better this year.
1: Yeah, and I, I also think it is it's what happens when you get rid of a man like Brett Brown. Think good things happen. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> great, great, great so we'll keep an eye on that um, throughout the season and we'll give you guys more courtside one-on-ones as the season goes on um, I'm not expecting as many to be as one-sided as this one was but hey, I've been surprised before and I don't mind being surprised again so um, next I want us to go to uh, basically let's call it courtside stockroom, I'm sure yes you'll come up with a better name at some point but that's what came came to mind right now Um There's so much NBA to cover every single week that you've kind of got two options. You either cover everybody kind of shit or you hone in on specific teams each week and you do a good job of covering them. Or you do what we do uh, where you just add a whole new show, uh, which will be (laughs) coming this week. Um, But for this week, we're going to be going with courtside stockroom. So I'm going to go around and ask the guys um, to each pick a team each, one team that they're investing stocks in. So that's teams that they've been impressed with their play. And teams in which they are divesting their stocks, so that's teams in which they have not been impressed. Um, I'm going to start with you, Harold. Uh, talk to us about uh, a team that you've decided to invest stocks in.
1: Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, <clears throat> it goes against the jersey I'm wearing, but I think credit where credit's due. Um, Janine will be happy to hear that the team I've got good, I'm growing um stocks in. I'm putting more shares into is the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, that is, they've, they've surprised me this year. Their record's not the greatest. They're, they're, they're six and four. There's, there's obviously above 500. They're doing okay. Um, obviously it's too early to tell, but Ty Lu, I've got a lot of credit for you, Tai Lu, man. Um, there's, there's a big question mark on his name. There's a big asterisk because obviously he's, anytime someone coaches Braun, they're like, is it really, co- is it really Bron coaching the team? Is it you? But I think he, I think you need to give him some credit hits today, man. Like, um, obviously you saw, Sorry, I made some, some 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 shrewd advice, but I guess obviously you can say that's Bournemouth, you can say that's him, whatever. Um, so let me let me get started. So Paul George looks like a different man. I know it's I know it's a regular season, and I know Paul George will inevitably be judged on the fact that he will be judged on the postseason. Like that that is it, and and he has and he has mentioned it on on a previous on a, on a previous pod. But he looks like he's got so much more confidence. And there was one, there's one key thing that I really used to used to get on his case for. And that was when he wasn't having the best night, he would just stop shooting and he'll go into his shell and he will fade away. But that's that's changing from this man. Like even that ridiculous loss, that 51-point loss against the Mavs the other day, he was the their one shining light. Obviously, he's their best player, um, because obviously um Kawhi was sitting. But he actually looked like he was still trying, like he was still really going for it. And I'm hoping that those talks he had with his counselor. Um, I wasn't happy the way he blamed Doc on one um one podcast I was listening to, but look, he's he called himself playoff p. Let's see, like and but I have to say I'm I'm impressed with him so far. Um, what else did I want to say about about the Clippers? Uh, Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard cl- quietly going about his his business. The Claw played his first back to back for the first time in three years. I couldn't believe when I when I read that stat. Three years is absolute is absolutely mental. Um, but there's one thing I do want to say about the Clippers, and it's my only concern about them, and it has been for a while, is their, is their playmaking. So we all know um Pat Bev isn't he's not he's not a point guard. He's not a point guard. Um, so so there's so there's Lil Will, who can obviously come on and <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou can 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 obviously come on and, and do his thing, but he looks like a shadow of his former self. He doesn't doesn't look anywhere near as as intense or just as good overall. Um, so now it's like, okay, cool. Can we play? Can we play? Can we play one of our forwards? Can can we play one of our twos in the in the point? So obviously, them signing Batum has allowed them to do that now. So you got you now got George, you now got you now got Kawhi, who can now go pick up the ball and actually run the offense. So that's something that's working out. Whether it's sustainable, we'll wait to see. However, I'm liking these pieces they've got together, Clippers. Okay. Couple, um,
0: couple, yeah. couple of questions. I'm sure Yas and Sai will too. Uh, you mentioned the 50-point loss to the Mavs. Uh, I also watched the game against Golden State the other day. Um, they were up 20. Uh, and they they managed to to bungle that to what we admit is a uh, limited uh, golden state roster um doesn't this potentially give you trigger warnings of them not being quite over some of the things that 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 um plagued them last
1: season yeah listen rome wasn't built in a day don't get me wrong you know like there's there's still a long way to go there are I, I can't even tell you what it is like. If I, I hate to make a reference to football, but in football we call it Spursy. It's just something about them. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. But it's something about the Clippers that it just always. Look like they just want to. They're just flirting with defeat at any point. They look like they're always susceptible to going. That I don't know what it is. So it's going to take a while to de- to get that mentality of winning and doing well because they've always been the second best team. And Siam, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry. See, I, gonna...
2: I knew, I knew there was an agenda here. <laughs> there he's, actually wasn't. He's literally, he's literally <laughs> being complimentary so he can
1: tear him up from the inside. No, I can no, see no, it from a no, mouth. No, no. No, 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 that's I'm, not I'm, what you're doing, Harold. I really do. No, it's not. I promise you. No, <laughs> Genuinely, it's not. I actually am impressed with the Clippers. Most, most, more so, Tyloo and um Paul George because yeah, I I think they look like Mariah, You make a great point. Like there's, there's still some issues that need to be ironed out. They need to get into the mentality of winning and actually expecting themselves to be a winner. Like, whatever it is, someone needs to be that leader. Hopefully, it can be Tyloo. Someone, someone, it can be someone on the court. I don't know who it, who it would be in that team. In all honesty, but. It's gonna take a while to get there, but look, I'm I'm putting stocks in them. They're gonna they're gonna fluctuate throughout the season, but I'm hoping that they get to the conference final. and Obviously, they lose to my Lakers. So cool.
0: yeah. uh, yes, they they brought in the likes of Serge Ibaka, uh, Nick Batu, who Harold mentioned. Uh, they got rid of some players. Montrez went to the Lakers. Uh, Landry Shamet went to the Nets. So you're enjoying that, kinda. Um, what, uh-huh. have noticed, <laughs> what have you noticed? What have you noticed with the new look Clippers under Ty Lue? Uh, the early weeks of the new season.
3: Um, I've, to be fair I really like them as well and then you can put down the the Golden State loss that was the second of their little mini series split that you kind of alluded to um, they've done a lot better in the first they smothered Curry quite well the Dallas loss was just ridiculous I was driving home in the first half of that so I missed that I just saw the 50 point deficit or whatever it was and was just like <laughs> so as far <laughs> as my Clippers view is concerned that never happened because I didn't see it um, yeah, I just think they've been really nice. I think they've moved the ball a lot better than, than they did at times last year. I think Batum and Ibaka um, have brought a lot more of a veteran, serious presence in. I think those role guys like Batum who've sort of squandered parts of their career somewhere like Charlotte, they get a new lease of life when they have the opportunity to team up with people like Kawhi and, and uh, Paul George. And I said it on another pod, but Batum, like... First training session, apparently, was up to Kawhi and saying, look, I'm going to do the jobs that you don't want to so I can free you up to do your better stuff. Um, Ibaka's been a bit of a revelation, if I'm honest. He's looked unreal. He's looked, He was great in Toronto as the sort of sixth man, stretch five, coming on shooting, but he's been really, really pivotal to them. He's been much more central than I saw in Toronto. He's been driving, he's been kicking it out, he's been shooting as well as he usually does. Um He looks about five years younger because he's just bulldozing through people Um, and and it's been really good. And then the usage has ticked up a little bit for Kawhi and Paul George, but it's it's pretty well spread. Um, You see the ball moving very nicely. I think the point about Pat Beverly not being the, the best facilitator is helped by the fact that Paul George is bringing the ball up so much and being so creative massively. I'm 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 with you a little bit about repeating last season, and that maybe they need to look at Lou Williams and, and Pat Bev and think, okay, is there any any flexibility in the market we can do here? Because those two together is quite a nice little sum of cap space. But um, but yeah, I think and I think they can get better because I think Luke Kennard could play a lot better. Um, I don't think he's been as much of a killer in terms of scoring as they wanted him to be. Marcus Morris has only very 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 just got back. Um. Yeah, I think they look more balanced. I think they look more mature. I think the fit is better in terms of Ibaka for Harold and and uh, Kenard coming in. The
2: IQ is a lot higher. Just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it
3: just it just it seems to fit more. But it's 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 a caveat, isn't it? It's postseason, postseason. We have got to wait. We have got to wait. So they could look great in the regular season. It's they're they're one of a few teams like Milwaukee and that who aren't just they're just not going to be judged till me. Like it's just we can't we can't after what we saw last year.
0: Exactly, exactly. Now, since I'm with you, yeah, I'm going to stay with you and ask you, um, have a, I have an inkling, but I'm going to ask you um, what team what team you've decided to put stocks in.
3: Yeah. I, I, I've always maintained that this team will be okay just because of the newfound nature of this season, right? Golden State Warriors is, is who I'm willing to put a little bit of stock in bit of pennies, bit of pounds into them. The the reason I've maintained that they should be okay, even though the roster is is poor, is because of the play-in situation. And when you have this play-in situation, even if they're finishing as low as 10th in the West, they have Steph. They have supernova Steph who can just win series and and playoff games and and play-in games to, to sort of get them over the line. So I think although they've really struggled... I think the fact that Steph is looking to have a really nice balance now of he has his games where he's getting 11 assists and bringing people into play, but he also has his games like his career high where he just thought, I'm not passing tonight because nobody's on it and I can win this game by myself. Um, I'm with Canyon in terms of whether or not he can sustain it all year, but I don't think he needs to sustain it that much to be a 500th, 10th place team in the West looking at everybody else. Um, I think you've got you've got sort of Timberwolves, OKC, languishing a little bit at the bottom. Spurs will pick up some nice wins, but I don't see them as a massive threat either. I think they'll balance out. And I think there's just enough teams who will struggle in the West to make sure that Golden State could be around 10, 11, 9, and, and be in the conversation for that play-in. And if I'm honest, the big, a big reason is, is Draymond as well. Um, he's come in and... I know, I know you wanna I know you want to see him get buckets, Morale. I know you want to see him get some <laughs> buckets.
0: If they you can't, watch, score. they if, can't score, they can't score.
3: If you watch the games, the difference is insane. Um, I think the role he's taking on the court in terms of calling sets and initiating plays, taking a big load off Steph. Um, there's still frustration there. There's been two amazing viral clips of Steph and Draymond literally losing their shit shouting, out, screaming I jumping out <laughs> <laughs> where they should be. Um, he's anchored the defense well. I think if you actually look at the the five games he's been back, they've they've basically split their mini-series against Portland, split their mini-series against the Clippers and beat the Kings. So it's it's three of five, as opposed to their opening four games where the only wins they could get would be against the Bulls and the Pistons and the Bulls at the very, very, very end. So Draymond has made a massive, massive difference to that team. There's an amazing stat, which it came from Reddit and it got put onto Sports Center and stuff. This is this is maybe the best statistic I've heard all season, right? And this is another reason I'm investing because this guy cannot be this shit for the whole rest of the season. He just okay.
1: can't. Kelly Oubre.
3: Listen, Kelly Golden, State, Golden <laughs> State Warriors are shooting 36% from deep, right? Which puts them 19th in the league, okay? If you take Oubre's shots away, that number jumps to 39.5%, which is fourth in the league. So, this guy, we look at the box scores and the numbers and everything, and you think, why are they still shooting when they're shooting like this? This guy is a black hole on offense. His shot is horrendous at the moment, but they can't. He's been a career like 30 something He can't be this bad for the rest of the season. It will have to I think there's. It will
2: have to.
3: It will have to. The guy has less points per game than James Wiseman at the moment in seven less minutes a game. Like, he has to get better. But you add Draymond, Ubre just getting a smidgen better and even Wiggins like Wiggins is a bit of a punchline as well but he's starting to figure some things out I think I think Steve Kerr's starting to figure out what he can and can't do as well um I think he's listening to to the vets in the in the room in terms of dream and stuff as well I'm not saying they're gonna be lights out for the rest of the season but I think there was major major fears after those four games and I think they're showing enough now where I think you can be pretty confident they're going to be at least be in the playoff conversation and Agreed. and that's 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 not a bad season considering what they, what
1: yes yes wait, really- so what are you saying are, are you saying that you you're basically in, in essence you said about kelly ubre that on your mom's life he's 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 playing against us that's, that's essentially what you said isn't this guy's a <laughs>
3: team so i have a vested interest as you lot know because no one will trade for this guy uh, <laughs> i need him to get better so I might as well invest my stocks in him getting better and double double my money when it comes back. isn't
0: it, I love you. Listen, like, Listen Drede, 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 Drede. how how he is then trying to sell him? It like, <laughs> <laughs> within like <laughs> within the same centre. The, <laughs> the only way is up, though. The only way is up. You got to <laughs> buy it low. You got Brilliant. to buy it low. That's the mar- that's the stock market is. in a nutshell. Yeah, um, really
2: go on, si? on 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 the Draymond thing, I think this this goes back to when we when we did the uh, Golden State review. And he just got called a bum and written off. I mean, anyone at this point that doesn't see the value of Draymond Green, I would say needs to needs to study the game just a little bit more or allow us to basically fuel your knowledge a bit, because this guy, this guy's IQ is through the roof. I mean, you you've seen it already. Their offense looks a lot more balanced with him at the helm. Steph is able to do his run rabbit run shit around the court coming off screens constantly and just running running guys ragged and realistically that's that's because of the fact that not only can Draymond anchor a defense he also anchors and play makes just as well if not better than the majority of point guards in in the league to be perfectly so honest what's that?
3: on that yeah just final little two words on because the Draymond point when people come in after a, a lofty layoff people give them time, right? And people are like, yeah, yeah you know what? Take their time, take their time. He's Draymond's instant. coming and he's already getting over five assists a game. So that just shows just he's coming and he's just making things happen, finding good looks. He knows the system. So when you're trying to bed in someone like Wiggins and Ubray in and stuff, like someone who knows that, like the back of their hand helps. And the other thing is the Golden State preview had Golden State fans who are used to their lofty life where they feel like someone like Draymond's expendable because he's not a light, he's splashing the net every time, right? <laughs> This is a, a very different situation. This is a different situation. <laughs> this is an emergency situation for that franchise this season where you can't waste another year of Steph's prime. So a gritty, intelligent, intangibles guy like Draymond is exactly what you need. So I think I think uh, it's perfect for him in terms of how he's going to be appreciated by Golden State fans moving forward because um
0: because I think they really need someone like that this year.
2: I just want to see more no-point triple-doubles from the guy, and then I'm I'm, I'm
0: cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> obviously Steph has his way of leading, I don't think there's one way to lead. Um, but I think Draymond takes the role of a more, what people consider a traditional leader. He's been very vocal. We've seen the highlights of him bouncing up and down when people aren't running the right sets, etc. Um, I think I said with him, um, he's always going to make whatever team he's on better, but if the team that he's on, their their ceiling is like uh, a, a low uh, playoff team, you're going to look and be like, OK, what else could you potentially bring? Wiseman, he's only going to get better as the season goes on. Like Yass says, uh, Ubre is going to regress back to his mean, which means they're going to get more, more points. He's going to be uh, more of a threat. Uh, we talk oh, about Yeah, yeah he, gets, he gets two or three open corner threes a game. And he's not even like, no, actually, I, say, I, I take that back. A lot of them, they're going in and coming out. So he's he's just he's just there. He just needs to have that one breakout game for his confidence to come back. Wiggins, he's taking tough defensive assignments, he's slashing to the rim, he's making those effort plays, and I think he's a confidence player. So once he makes two or three of those plays, They'll then let him run a little iso on somebody. Off the He field. had confidence yeah. against Kanta, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you dropped one in Kawhi? I would have confidence against Kanta's face, big man. <laughs> um, but um, as enjoyable as that Golden State segment was, uh, it's your, your turn next, side uh, What team have you decided to put stocks into and why? So I'm putting more money, more, more money into the Phoenix Suns.
2: They're, they're performing at the level that not only I expected, but they're doing it in ways that I'm... Pleasantly surprised about. Who do, you uh, think
0: Who do you think that's because of? The no, CP3 factor. We... Oh, there we go. No. <laughs>
1: to be fair, listen, this
3: is a good episode for CP3 talk because we've got oh. at least three acolytes in the room. I don't know about Harold, but we've
1: got three <laughs> nah, big like CP3 guys. I like him. I like him. I'm not annoyingly, I like him.
2: So he, he won me over uh, last year, especially. Um, I've been skeptical about how his game translates to winning for a long time. And I think rightly so. Uh, people can caveat that by talking about getting close and shit like that. But if that's not some Spursy shit, I don't know what it Just is. Just say my name, <laughs> people. <say> my name. <laughs> Mariah and a bunch of other guys. But um, yeah, I, I mean, one of one of the most interesting points is in a in an era where more possessions uh, seems to translate to what people look for in an the offense. These guys have brought their uh, pace down quite substantially, um, which is a departure from, say, CP3's time at Houston. Um, and he's playing next to a guy who, for all intents and purposes, could be a James Harden type in Devin Booker, who on any given night can just go absolutely nuclear from from three, step-backs, isolation plays, get into the line. Um, but they've tempered their offense. They've made it more measured. They're utilizing a lot of Basketball fundamentals at the end of the day, and, and I'm always going to get excited about that. Um, so we're seeing a lot of dribble handoffs in order to get the likes of uh, Cameron Johnson, Mikael Bridges, and Devin Booker. Very, very easy looks, to be perfectly honest. And they're getting everything in the flow of the offense. Um, last night, uh, Mikael Bridges went for a career high of 34, which, again, is is beautiful to see. He's a fantastic perimeter defender. But now he's showing that not only can he shoot the three, but he can actually get a variety of different looks and create for himself and others. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 good to see.
1: Um, wait, sorry, I've have, I have a ah Yaz Yaz there in our in our little private chat. He's got a question. I have a question for you as well, sir. Go ahead, go ahead. Chat to me about domination.
2: Oh my god, he's getting dominated. <laughs> <laughs> the fact... The fact of the matter is, is this guy is soft as baby shit. Like he's <laughs> like when, 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 when you got a little baby. I don't know how many people have have kids out there, but for some reason, we don't need first... to
3: get too to detail with that, bro. But we don't <laughs> need to hear
2: <laughs> <laughs> of the it's, texture. Is is literally, literally like just runny shit. Like he he just gets given the run runabout for games and games and games. Uh, he's not really doing anything of note other than getting bullied on the boards and being absent at rim protecting. Uh, so I'm, I'm thoroughly disappointed. I mean, teams have started to zone against them, which means that you need your big man to be visible in the paint uh, to basically break the lines as, as like a sort of reference to football. You need that guy to come inwards a little bit and basically receive the ball and look to kick it up, kick it out. And he had a couple of moments like that yesterday. Um Whereas against Detroit, he was, he was basically null and void and non-fact completely. Uh, but him getting dominated by uh, Sabonis last night did, did a long a lot in the way of um, making it seem as if maybe he's not the long-term solution
3: for them. Well, they've got a problem, man, in terms of... I, I was going to touch on Aiton as well. I, I don't know where to go with it because he was frustrating me to no end. And I think he splits the Phoenix fan base quite a lot as well, right? He has all the physical gifts in the world, but he just, yeah, like you said, he, he's not an aggressive paint player. If you look at their numbers, they're almost dead last in free throws, um, which is a massive, you're not going to be a winning team without utilizing all ways of scoring, all levels of scoring. That should be his role because if you look at how they play, they're almost like, um, uh, the reason I like them so much is I always like them to last year's Miami in terms of they're living and dying by the three a little bit. And getting away with it so far, moving the ball, lovely. they got a better playmaker than Miami had last year in terms of Chris Paul. Chris Paul's making everything happen. He's, he's on eight and a half assists a game, but he's also third in the league or so on potential assists, which is looks that don't actually go in. He's the only player in that sort of list where he's not a solar system like a Jokic, Doncic, Harden, you know, all, all one man thing where all the looks come from him so you need Aiden to be providing something different and and I just don't really see it I've never really seen it with Aiden and my worry for Phoenix is that they go as far as he takes them not only is that a thing just for this year but he's a number one pick so now you have the kind of and then Canyon got onto me a while ago saying ah, no, that's fine they couldn't take Luca cuz of Devin and whatever but but, but you got other things to worry about as well in terms of contracts he's he's within his rights to kind of demand the most money of his class? Are you going to wed that money to not just a, an old-school big man, but an old-school big man who doesn't do old-school big man things? Um, he had a better plus-minus last night than Saric because he kind of was there at the close when when all the shots were flying in and Bridges were smashing it. But I preferred when they went small with Saric, to be honest. It's not that sustainable. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't see it. And I think it's always interesting when you hear players – talk about uh, other players and stuff. And a lot of the quotes about Aiton coming from Chris Paul and from the coaching staff is like, no, nah, we don't want him to worry about offense right now. We just want him to anchor the... And it's almost like, it's almost... Um, Minimize his role. Minimize him. Not, not absolutely patronizing, nothing. but just like, let's not put on pressure or something we know we can't quite do. So, so do you think that, you're investing stocks because I think regular season they'll do well, but can you not just see them getting schemed out in a first round? Bam! Thanks very much without that paint presence because he's their only big man really. You got Crowder with some aggression, but he's not going to be able to do do that role. So here's
2: here's here's a thing. I'm I'm hoping that like at some point he realizes that his USP in that team, his unique selling point is going to be that one thing he can't do and that's staying switched on underneath the basket on the defensive end. There will be so many times or periods over the course of a game where a dribble drive and he'll have his arms out. He looks like that John Travolta meme from uh, Pulp Fiction where he's just looking around for his keys. Wow. Like, where where am I? And that's that's literally about five or six times per game. If, if he can change that to maybe once or twice per game, he looks a bit out, out at sea, you can deal with that. You can prevent that. You can sort of counter scheme to make sure that you're not just getting peppered and points in the paint. Um, it's a long shot, but I think he's going to have to basically focus his entire game on the defensive end, get some garbage buckets on offense, and just let them be a perimeter-centric team and see where that gets them.
3: Last little point on Phoenix, when I was watching that game back, I, I literally, it's in my notes, I, it's Phoenix-Indiana, both very team-centric, fundamentals, yeah. all that, 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 that. that. Uh, old school point guards. And I thought to myself, you know what? A 40-year-old would would love this game. Mr. Fundamental, Tim Duncan... Sai would love this game. I, I would love this game. And I was bang on. I was bang on. But I'm, I'm with only you, say, I'm I'm like, only say, you. I'm with you. you old men. We're, the old, we're old souls. So I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Uh, cool. So um, now let's go to the teams that we are going to be um, dropping stocks on. Um, I'm going to stay with you, Sai, since I'm with you already. fuck
2: team. for that, because I don't want to mention these guys ever again. <laughs> 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 go on. So much, much to my dismay, uh for whatever reason, I thought I'd drop the Russell Westbrook hate. I'd allow him to live. He's a family man. I'm a family man too. We relate in that era. We both are losing our athleticism by the day. <laughs> I thought, all right, cool. Let me let me put some faith in my boy. Nah, he's not my boy, man. This guy, how are you averaging a triple-double, but every time you get a triple-double, your team loses? Like, I'm tired of seeing it. Between him and Scott Brooks, like they've not learned for the duration of their career to just change to adapt to the times.
3: As, as Brad Beale said, si, they can't guard a parked car right That's what not Brad a says.
2: car, mate. And the, the worst thing about it is they're t- 12th for offensive rating as well. And they've got a guy who's averaging 35 points a game. <laughs> So what what are we looking at? What are we looking at? We're looking at like basically the numbers show you've got a team who, for all intents and purposes, function better without their forty million poundy or forty million dollar a year guy. So sounds
1: like Kelly Ubre. It's, it's looking me.
2: bad bad for them to be perfectly honest. Like, I had them coming in at a, like a
1: fifth seed. I thought let's let's look at the East. No no Maybe. no 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 no. You said fourth seed, my guy. in, in, yeah, in Fourth in recording. Four for
0: fifty. Yeah. So four for fifty.
1: Yeah, let's get right. <laughs> okay. Four for fifty. You know
3: what? though, say si? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna help you here, right? Two things. Go number ahead. one, I can't believe you're selling stock in one of the worst teams, and that's what you know is bad when you're selling that low. Fuck me, you're you're you really give it up, right? <laughs> and and number two, I'm gonna be nice to you, right? Because I saw them wizards and Atlanta as almost the same problem at the start of the year. And so I did the opposite of you. Not know that Atlanta are looking great at the moment. Ever since John Collins come out and said, hey, we ain't no joke, they have been one. Um, but I saw <laughs> see, Atlanta, almost as just like two two of the same, same problem where they had all this offensive potential and I was looking around about who's going to defend and couldn't see nothing. And Washington have just outdone Atlanta massively in that regard. So... So you maybe you just got confused with you know Atlanta as the more sexy one. I'm just trying to give you a way out here, nah, really, because I don't know what you are nah,
2: doing I'm about not, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even going to take take the way out. Like I mean, I look at I look at guys like Thomas Bryant, and he's he's looked good. He's looked good. He's looked like a decent player. Like he's active on the defensive end. Um, he tries. Um, Bradley he's Bill. Overactive. He tries.
3: He's ADHD. He's overactive.
2: Of course, he doesn't know what he's
3: doing he half the time.
1: So much so yes. that he even scores in his own bloody hoop.
2: <laughs> it happens. It happens. No, it doesn't. Happen. It doesn't happen.
1: Ha- it literally happen. doesn't happen. Like, you know how far away? Like, it literally doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, for me, for me,
2: I, I think a large, a large part of it is like I don't want to be, I don't want to be narrative based, but sometimes the agendas have to fly. And Russell Westbrook, your reputation is in the mud, my guy. Like, I mean, Brad Bill being your best. Perimeter defender is an indictment in itself. I did think Rui, Rui Hachimura was going to develop a little bit more, but again, he seems to just be in that limbo stage where, how the hell do I play with this flipping? Can I also
3: can I also point out, on crack on people on people that I thought might do a bit better? I haven't I hadn't noticed until watching the Wizards a bit closer this year. Davis Bertans might be one of the worst help defenders I've ever. I feel like every third bucket. He's just gone to the wrong place. I don't know what he thinks he's doing. Like, he can't defend nothing. Bill, not great, bless him. Russell hasn't tried to defend for years. Um, Rui Hachimura is a very young player. Danny, Danny Avertiger has kind of some defensive instincts, I think, and a good size, but he's a rookie. Robin Lopez just wants to box out and live life. He ain't going to really be doing <laughs> anything too impactful. Like, defensively, they are a total mess. Like, it's a Shambolic. complete mess. It's gonna, and I don't see what they do to change that. You said it the other week on, that was your New Year's resolution for Scott Brooks to to coach on defence. And it doesn't seem like that message has been received at all. But I, I'm looking at the personnel and I don't see how even... You could get you could get Tibbs in there with 42-minute-a-night all defence focuses and that. And it's still... I don't see how they can make it sustainable. Unless Russ, who, by the way, like, physically, he's just not looking with it. Like, it's actually... As someone who does enjoy the Russ experience in all its frustrating glory, he's just not looking right physically. Um, he's not getting the leap that he used to. He's not nearly as aggressive as he was. Oh, um, uh, speaking of he, leap, if he, if he doesn't reinvent it in some way, it's just it's going to be just a sad end, really. You
2: know, I mean, the the the, the biggest I, I think the biggest indicator that he's just living in his delusion of grandeur is him trying to dunk on Taco Four and just getting stuffed. <laughs> Like, not even oh anything
3: about it. No Eurostep, no, no nothing. Just, I'm going to go straight at this seven foot six man and expect the best.
1: Do you, know, do you, know what, do you know what though? I, I just want to quick, sorry, Mariah, i I want to quickly use the opportunity to say, um, yeah, he spoke on a uh, Russell Westbrook who looks like he's losing his legs, Um but there's a man who's 36 years old. And he yes, just don't all have cryo chambers, man. This ain't a LeBron pod. Like. No, I'm, is, I'm just, know. I'm just saying. Look, look, relax, Yaz. Yeah, calm down, okay. You're wearing purple and gold. I, I don't, I don't why you're being like <laughs> this. Purple and blue. I mean, well, yellow and blue, gold and blue. <laughs> gold. Anyway, all I'm saying is, look, that's more testament to a guy like Bron. Who's just, he's, his legs are just, he just I cannot t- believe you managed to
3: bring LeBron up on this podcast. There's literally not one LeBron mentioned I'm, in the minutes I'm, of this I'm podcast.
0: Stunned. I'm actually, I'm I actually cannot <laughs> fucking believe
2: it. Um, well, what I want to say,
0: I'll say I let you talk over me for that as well. Um, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> he seems like he's still trying to play and approach games with that same uh, brute force mentality that he had in his in his athletic prime and. Like you say, there's been no adjustments. It's not going to come from Scott Brooks. Um, He's quoted as having said, he met up with Brandy Bill this week, and he said, just enjoy the process.
1: Uh, (laughs) For God's sake. That's vibes. That's just pure vibes.
2: I'm I'm, I'm not watching another uh, Washington game. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I tried. tried.
0: (laughs) So I'm going to go on to you next, Harold, uh, for your team that you've decided to drop stocks in.
1: Yeah, mine is... Another one, um, that we spoke about here on, on this pod, and that is the Raptors. Man, I waited too long to drop these stocks, like they're, they're, they're worth nothing nowadays, you know. Like it's it's looking, it's looking, it's looking like pits, mate. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think
0: you I should hold on to them, they're not worth no, hold of. Yeah, I, I mean, think you should hold on to those stocks. personally.
3: I think, I think they're, I think, like last week, News Resolutions, I think they should blow it up, but she's surely they're getting better than this.
1: Yeah. I don't think they should blow it up. Look, I, I actually have a I have a, I have, a I have a contrary um opinion. So, Nick Nurse is still amazing to me. I think he's still great, but they just don't have a superstar anymore. Like, for me, like I'm just gonna I'm gonna preface this with this: if I'm Masai Ujiri, I'm doing all I can to bring in James Harden. Look, I'm that like you know what.
3: That literally um, is the definition of
1: blow
3: me, it up. Hear me out. You hear me out. It, I don't want to blow it up, go. but I want to get rid of everything for Harden. That's no, blowing no, it no. up.
1: Look, hear me <laughs> out, hear me out, hear me out. Look. It's, we always say superstar driven league. Look, Harden is enticing with some adult entertainment up in up in Toronto. Look, look, think, things things can work out in your favour. He, Strippers I generally in think... Ud
2: boots, yeah? Sorry? <laughs> Strippers in Ugg boots in hey, Toronto. Hey man, you got this.
1: <laughs> no, look, no, seriously, I think... Like on on a serious note, look that, that that's that's my point on Harden. But look, if we actually analyze the the Raptors team, so they lost Gasol. Um, well, I say lost, but they got rid of Gasol, who is who is essentially on on his last legs anyway. Because I've seen him from my Lakers, and boy, yeah, anyway. Um, but 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 what what he did bring them was a great sense of basketball IQ. Now, um, on to Pascal Siakam, who is who's posted better numbers than he did this year than he did. Last, oh, sorry, nineteen twenty than he did in eighteen nineteen, where obviously he got the chip. However, what we saw was a complete capitulation in the postseason like he he he, he couldn't stand next to to Kyle Lowry being the second option at, like let alone being the first option and and we've got Carl Lowry now who bless him who gets some stick from K which I think is so undeserved now 34 years old he can't keep carrying this team like 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 he did before they've lost the Baka. they've like even the whole Fred van Viet situation like, why did that take so long to be um for him to be peace be resigned it's like for me they are they're just the, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe to blow it, up, it.
3: they need to blow it up
1: i hear i hear you i hear what you're saying but all i'm saying is and i've been pushing for this for so long i want to see harden just do it one more time just carry another team do it you That's can do blowing this it up, bro and you're what? selling your stock i don't understand why you won't admit been in it, blow it oh okay okay, okay <laughs> fine okay fine because so, no, because my my blown up is like literally Everything capitulation, but I'm not saying that. Look, I'm not saying yeah, that future, need- future, future picks if they have any. <laughs> um, and and then, and then a, a, a couple pieces. I'm not saying completely blow it up, but yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, yeah,
1: the definitely. thing is, a couple pieces the
0: pieces to get hard on would leave them with nothing like so. Uh,
2: Christmas, Norman Powell,
0: mate. Yeah, Norman Powell, <laughs> them guys. There, All right, cool. Uh, who you- yes, who do you want to sell stocks in?
3: I'm staying, I'm staying in the in the Wests and I'm staying in terms of, uh, in, in a team is sort of run by their mercurial point guard. I'm, I'm selling any Trailblazers stocks, I've got to be honest, if anyone's interested, because I think I just got caught a little bit by, you know, all this preseason optimism of, oh, you know, they've got some perimeter defenders now, you know. Um, they got uh, Robert Coverton in, who went from underrated to overrated, very, very quick Robert Covington. Um, they got they got Derek Jones Jr. and they got Gary Trent. You know all these Rodney Hood's back from injuries. Caner you know, um, Ga- had his best uh, years there in a playoff. Nah, man, they've had they've had one of the easiest schedules going. I think officially their, their strength of schedule has been being in the bottom three. I think for the league, um, they've 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 won some games, but that's against the Sacramentos and the Minnesotas. Dame hasn't looked great, and so I just don't really. Robert Covington is not changing this team's fortunes. And so I just see them as the same as they were last year in a more competitive West with people like Phoenix and with the Spurs, I think, looking better than they did last year. Um, and Golden State, OK, maybe not back-back, but not rock-bottom. So I just, I'm just i selling anything that I might have had in the Trailblazers. And also, they just haven't looked great to me either. Um, CJ McCollum's playing, he's shooting lights out and he's still not translating to anything. And that's going to come back down, I think. It's
2: more um, more of the all, same from them to be perfectly
1: honest. Yeah. Do you all, not always a bad um, sign um, always a
0: bad sign when somebody's shooting lights out and it's not leading your team to wins.
1: Yeah, I've, but you guys I want to ask you do you not think there's some silver lining in in the development of Gary Trent Junior this year? Yeah, he's good but he's not I don't
3: think he's it's enough to change them, right? So Yeah, yeah. I think they're just bound by it's tough because I am a big guy who I, I want people to stay and I love that they stayed in Portland and la 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 but this is where it starts getting sticky. Is if you make sort of average moves around a player like that, it's just going to be perennial disappointment and the same, the same, the same. The fact that they've had such an easy schedule and a five and four, and they've had CJ in the form of his life. Yeah, it's not looking good for me. I don't think so. I'm not. I'm this not expecting much out of them. That makes sense. The makes
2: um, sense. the magnifying glass is on. Is on Dame. To be perfectly honest, I think a lot of people have looked at like his bubble performance and a few performances prior to that and sort of pitched him maybe higher than what his actual output has shown. I'm looking at you again here, Marayo. Um, if we're looking at, say, him and Kyrie Irving, if we're looking at skill set, I don't think there's a massive disparity. Guys, guys, well,
3: hold man. on, so We've... Harold managed to bring well, LeBron. Exactly, up. exactly. I've got to no, say, no, no, you no, can <laughs> me. You, oh, can I just? <laughs> Do you not see how well behaved I am by not bringing the snakes up in these <laughs> podcasts, by
2: the way? Hey, listen, hey, still listen, listen, listen. got hold mate. That's <laughs> why that, that conversation. <laughs> that conversation is there to be had. We 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 had murmurs that Dame Lillard was the best point guard in the NBA because Steph was out. But the fact of the matter is, is he's, he's struggling for that third or fourth, as far as I'm concerned. There's Keep guys the man that don't even the I, 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 I respect it. Listen, I love Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard is one of those personalities that I gravitate to and his game is superb to watch. But if we're calling a spade a spade, he's not done enough to be in that upper echelons yet. Like the fact of the matter is, is he has more help than a lot of his contemporaries. It just doesn't work. They just haven't found
1: a not dynamic. Ki- not, not Kyrie, but uh, cool.
0: Um, I mean,
2: boy, we'll, we'll see this year, innit? We'll see this year.
0: Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's go on one of the um, <laughs> uh, deepest rosters in the league to Portland. But I digress. Um, let's finish up with <laughs> some honourable honorable mentions here, guys. So guys who didn't quite name, uh, didn't quite make any of you guys' uh, investments or divestments. Um, so I'll name the teams and you guys tell me. I'll go around if you're investing or you're not. Um, the league-leading defence of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I'll start with you, yes.
3: They're coming right down, man. They, if you look at their, <laughs> their numbers, they're, they're coming right down. Uh, and I'm sorry, because Harold used to be a fan, so I don't want to upset him, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, now they're awful. They're terrible, man. Like they, they had a three-game win streak. Everyone got excited. They got some good defensive numbers, because Drummond likes to put numbers like that up. They Can't buy a bucket now that Sexton's out. And then when they when he is in, it all comes through him anyway. they they they'll they'll drop right back down, man. I'm not I'm not getting excited about the Cavs at all. Cool.
0: Uh Cy Cavs? Houston.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Uh Cavs, Cavs, I'd 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 say they'll they'll just miss out on the play-ins. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be okay. Defense. Their I, defense is superb, man. I, I'm I'm bewildered. They're I w- they're going to be trouble for teams, man. They're going to cause trouble for teams, and I like there to be those teams
1: in the league. I'm I'm dropping everything. Can't lie. <laughs> <But I'm> <laughs> they- <laughs> fair, I never had any stock in the Cavs. Yeah, so think anybody
0: had any stock? Anything. But yeah. are they going to finish? Essentially, how the stocks are—they going to finish in a better position than where you thought they'd finish at the start of the season? Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, They're not going to be bottom. If you stocks, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> you stock, have made money. I
3: think it's stupid for them to even try. I think they're in the OKC boat of look—you've got good young players. You've got Okoro, Sexland. That's three good players are all within two years of each other. Go get. Uh, a Mobley, a Cunningham, a Green, a Suggs. Go get someone at the top. What are they doing letting Andre Drummond win games? Like, just go tank. They they are someone who should... They're not building a culture there like the Knicks. They're not uh, trying to give someone necessarily... um, They're not trying to have to win like the Timberwolves because they've got pieces. They're in a perfect position to just fuck it off. I don't know why they're trying to let Larry Nance Jr.
0: be the league leader in steals. Just fuck it off, boys. That's because in, think-
2: in the in, the, in the draft, they're shit. That's why,
0: man. Yeah. Don't. You you like- know what, I think eventually they will, but um, at least for the first 10, 20, 30 games, let's actually try and go out there and understand what it takes to win basketball games. Uh, the next team I want to talk about are Charlotte.
3: Right. Can I just say something on Charlotte, please? Yeah, sure. Now, I know I'm a traditionalist, boys, right? And I know I look after my lawn. Yeah, you know, I don't quite like, I'm neophobic. I don't like new things. I don't like don't the Kardashianization like of, of, of certain things like the ball family. But I am all the way in on LaMelo. <laughs> I'm all the way in on LaMelo. I love watching LaMelo. I didn't think I would just because I try and not like things that the hype hypebeasts and the hipsters like. I'm but I'm all in we on... Zillow, the most hipster
2: shit there.
3: <laughs> I,
2: I don't like the hipster stuff. That makes you a hipster, my guy. I know, I'm
3: a, I'm a meta, meta hipster. I'm all the way in on Le Mello. Rosier's maturing nice. Um, They've got some decent little pieces there. Devontae Graham, when he eventually gets back to the bench, will be good for a bench. Hayward's a good person to have around. Bismack, is No, him. no, He's no. Yaz, Yaz, Yaz.
1: No, yas, yas, yas. Yas. no, 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 no. Go back, Statue go back, go back. Fire, go, back. Yeah. go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back a bit, go back a bit. <laughs> well, well, well Bismack, no, 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 no. Go back to wait, first of all, the business thing, okay. You no, know, I'm, I'm just gonna ignore that. But go, but go back to Hayward. That's, that's all you're gonna say on Hayward. Uh that's, he's, he's 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 just a good guy to have around, yeah? That's it. He's
3: a great guy to have around for that
1: team. Okay, okay, cool. He's silly I, money, but what are you gonna do in your Charlotte? Throw that money. okay, yeah, okay. I, I got, mean, yeah, man, I, thought, then, I think he's a bit because um, the way you described is it, like, oh yeah, he, he's decent, yeah, yeah, and onto the next.
3: But I don't think he's necessarily like, gonna win games by himself, but I just wanted to say, I can't believe that I'm all the way in on a ball, brother. But I love watching Lomelo. He glides to the basket, the passing, uh, the length. They're clearly holding him back. Everyone thinks they're clearly holding him back because of the hype or whatever, 25 minutes off the bench. I think they're holding him back because he still has the physical capabilities of a child. And you can see it when he's trying to defend. Like, he's knackered, he's weak, he's not able to handle that side of things. Yet, he's still youngest ever triple-double, impacting games, deciding games. Like, yeah, I'm all the way in on Lamello and and I I really can't believe it.
0: I think that and just they're making sure they temper it a bit. They don't want to give him too much because too much of the ball in his soon. hands. Yeah, it could spill over. This is just enough where he's slowly taking his time like early. First couple of weeks we're like, oh, he's clearly doing well in his limited minutes. He should be playing a bit more. They've slowly given him a bit more. I wouldn't mind them keeping it at this level for a few more weeks, maybe months, just let him get comfortable. Uh and then if if he excels, to continues to excel, we go up again. Um but yeah it's he's still not he's as as good as he's been for me, he's
2: still not done enough to displace Rozier anyway. Personally, nah,
0: but he displaced Graham. I agree. Yeah, 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 agreed. agreed. Graham's agreed.
3: playing like shit. To be fair,
0: very guard heavy, man. Uh, but yeah, they. I don't. I don't. Um, disagree with your decision to uh, buy stocks. Um, the Houston Rockets. Sigh. You you preempted me there. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Go on, I'm sir. Big, I'm big on them. Uh, Christian Wood is balling out,
2: man. Like. Their system looks fluid. They're moving the ball, which is fucking crazy to think. <laughs> uh, they're running. They're running sets, which has blown my mind. Uh, Cousins doesn't look like he's been cropped for however many years, which again is a personal uh, pleasing sight. And John Wall looks. John Wall looks fantastic, man. He looks he dynamic looks as ever.
1: Don't you think? Like he looks. He looks slimmer than than than, than he did in um in the Wizards. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, he looks slimmer than he did when he was off as well. So yeah. he's definitely,
3: <laughs> it's, <good> <laughs>
2: it's good to see him Back good in playing shape yeah? <laughs> in play and shape Just, just of a of, very
3: quick, very quick, not quite a yes or no, but short answer, sir. Do you think they're good enough and fun enough and have enough that Harden will be willing to stay? For another year, yeah. Yep, for the
2: duration of this year, I can, I can see him staying. Um, it's in his best interest to basically not just get a move to anywhere because if he did end up somewhere like Toronto, I think that might be the last, the last time we see James Harden at peak level. To be perfectly honest, um, those James. those type of those type of trades can end up ruining your career more than they can be something that is a foundation to build upon. Um,
1: it, it could end up making his career. You never know. No, nah, I won't make it, <laughs> uh, unfortunately I, not I, yeah.
3: Harold, I think Harold's invested some real stock in that one on Paddy okay. Power
0: Hot take hazard.
2: Hot take hazard. yeah, nah I think, I think the, best, the best years of, of, of the ISO-ISO step back three is probably behind Harden in, in terms of making him a championship contender I do want to see how he fares in this environment with somebody who can genuinely playmake like John Moore, for for as much as we focus on his athleticism and his explosiveness and all of those sort of glitz and glamour things, he did come into the league as the potential heir to CP3's playmaking throne. And I think that's a bit that gets missed out of him. He knows how to play the game of basketball. And I think that, that sort of dynamic of having Harden run point guard at times and be a distributor yeah, yeah. while still having John Wall as the primary point guard it's beautiful to see man they move the ball well and they score what more is there to say about them
1: i i also think james trusts um Trust John Wall a lot, a lot more than, than than he ever did with than he ever did with us. He trust that he, he actually can, he actually can make the right play, the right decision. He's not just jacking up three after three after three. I think They've he's just not, as, just not as washed, really. I think he only, <laughs> yeah, true, true. he needs to use his
0: eyes to see that he's not as washed. As yeah, a, fair, fair, fair. It makes an easy decision. Uh, next team I want to ask about uh, Harold, uh, the New York
1: Knicks. Oh my, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, the New York Knicks. Yeah, above five hundred. Well done, mate. Well done. Um, nine games in. Great work, guys. A, t- a whole team full of forwards. That's all. That's all you bloody got. That's that's why you're so good at bloody defending. Um. Yeah. No, I'm picking. I'm picking that up in these guys. <laughs> you can't. You. They're they tricking me. There's absolutely no way. I'm sorry, Ob. I'm really sorry. I mean, shout shout out R. J. Barrett. You know, shout shout out um Julius Randle as well. Like he's, he's been. He's been balling out. To be fair, he actually has been quite good this year. And I've been a bit annoyed I didn't pick him up on fantasy, but no, they're just like just like Cleveland. They're going right back down, man. Okay, okay.
0: No, no. Obi Toppin
1: to return.
2: Burke to return. I don't You've care. Got Tibbs, who's going to ensure
1: that they are. I, a I quite like them to be honest. I, 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 I do worry. Tibbs will also make sure. Tibbs also making sure that, um, that Obi goes straight back out the same way he came back in because you play him like for the whole game. Anyways, doesn't really <laughs> matter. So I, I, think I
3: think they're more deserving of what Si said the Cavs have in terms of just they're not easy to play. I think their wins have come when they've just started shooting quite unsustainably and I don't think they're good by any means, but I think Tibbs has at least got them working and 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 a bit tough to play. He's got Mitchell Robinson doing all right, Julius Randle is playing nicely. All the, all the other lads are just, they're scurrying around and, and learning to actually defend, which is rare in the NBA this year. I think that's while everyone else has tried to on their offense, New York have dialed in with their defense and and it showed in the first few games, so I think they'll be tough. I don't think they're going to do very much, lad. So, yeah, but I think they're more deserving of that sort of praise than than the Cavs, maybe. Cool.
0: Um, the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh. Trouble in
3: paradise. John Collins took three weeks to get jealous of Trey Young, and say that he doesn't need all the ball. They're not loving. They're not loving the coaching calls. And what they what they. They got one, them, one, and three last four or something like that. They're on a bad. We lost street. their
2: last three, I believe. The
0: game yeah, after so... that conversation, Trey Young scored seven points. Uh, yesterday he scored fifteen points. This is a guy <laughs> I know because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, He's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a thirty-point scorer, John Collins. You need to reel it back in, mate. You need to wind your neck in. Um, you need to wind your neck in and let Trey do what he does best. Listen, I they think
3: be- I think their problems were shown last night. To be honest, against the Hornets, like you, you saw a very, very talented team go down one end and you know score some points, unless you're Trey. Um, although Trey had a terrible shooting that, like the Hornets just would get into some zone and they'd go man to man and they try to defend. I think you look around the Atlanta roster, the defense is is just crap, it's not quite Wizards level bad, but I don't think. You look at their good defenders. I don't think John Collins is a great defender and he's who they would look to. I think DeAndre Hunter is um, solid. He's probably one of my favourite at a young core now, but Kevin Hurt is not really athletic to pick anybody up. Bogdanovich came off injured, hasn't looked great. Alinari, you'd hope, comes back and adds something. Um, Capella's a rim-runner man and a bouncy, bouncy fella. He's not really picking anyone up. He is a zero Um, defensive. They're just going to always, 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 always concede well over 100 points and so they're just going to be at risk all the time um and then it's whether they can have a, a trey young that to, to shoot them up so I, I said pre-season that i wouldn't be surprised on one of the pods if they were underwhelming after all the moves and the names i said on the pod i think maybe the same one that size uh maybe the conference preview i said i wouldn't be surprised if they just don't really do much and fall out and I don't know which way to fall on them because they're so inconsistent my opinion on them is so inconsistent but yeah I wouldn't get too too excited about them yet despite all the talent just because they're very young they're not really defending there seems to be a bit of problems in the camp in terms of buy in and team culture there and stuff so it could be a weird little season for them to so do. what you're
0: saying if you have stocks you'd hold them and if you haven't bought any you wouldn't buy any
3: I wouldn't buy any hold the stock wait till Definitely
0: wait to hold. find out
3: Another month. What happens him. to John Collins? Whatever happens to
2: him is going to decide the future of this team. If they get rid, they're going to have to get something big for him. Uh, hopefully a defensive anchor, uh, three and D forward of some sort. That that would help them a lot. Um, otherwise, if they just let this play out, they're going to have to pay him the big bucks and they're going to have to buy in. So they're going to have to figure out what the hell this dynamic between him and Trey Young is going to end up looking
3: like. I think they'll um, just they'll match him in the summer I, and then trade him later. But he's not I going to trade. Mean, his, yeah, he yeah. not yeah. getting nothing um, for him.
1: I yeah, guess to trade not, at the end of the season. Oh, so, sorry, 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 I was just going to say it's not really in um, Rondo's um, like character to come out and speak out and then try and like combine two heads together. I think he just gets some of his own stuff. Um, this that's just, that's just, that's what he's like. That's what the the the, the manner is I get from him. But I think this could be a good opportunity for him to speak to someone like a John Collins and level his head a little bit and be like, look, you'll you get your shine. Trey's our guy. And so are you. Like you can both excel together. I think that that that's, I think aside from his, his postseason like expertise that we saw last year in, in in LA, like, I think, I think that's, that's that's why you bring in a, a, an older head, a wiser head. So hopefully he can, he can help settle some things that are going on there. The coaching things that's a bit tight, but like at least when it comes to their personalities clashing, I think, I think Rondo can, can, can fully help out with that, man. Cool. Uh, and then the last team I want to
0: ask you guys about
1: are uh, the Indiana Pacers. My boy,
0: so
3: bonus! That's I ain't I, I changed my stance in that they're going to be great in the regular season, finish fourth, get to the playoffs, and then come up against someone more talented who just beats them in five or six games. But they're, they're great. To I, like, I really like the Pacers, and I'd like them to to be more than that, but I just don't really see it. I think they're... Miles Turner typifies them in that he looks great in the regular season, gets numbers, but even they wanted to trade him for something more impactful. Um, and I'm, jar- I mean, it, it winds me up because Sabonis is probably one of my favourite players in the league to watch. I love him, but they're, they're just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't sell, but I wouldn't buy.
2: I think that's that's definitely a, a, a hold and don't invest yet. Um, for me, Victor Oladipo looks a shadow of himself. He had one poster oh, dunk oh. yesterday, and that was it. Uh, Brogdon is balling out of his mind, though. He's fantastic to watch.
3: I'm going to do what you lot have done. I'm going to bring the Celtics out. as my last point of the pod. The thing about Indiana that winds (laughs) me up is we went into trade talks for Haywood with them, and they have so many players that I would love. They don't have any bad players in their rotation. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd take any holiday going. I'd take Brogdon in a heartbeat. I wanted Brogdon instead of Kemba. I'd take Sabonis. I wouldn't take Turner to be honest, but I'd I'd take him if he wasn't on the money that he's on. I'd take McDermott as an end of bench piece. Uh, I'd probably gamble on Oladipo if the money's not too huge. Like they have so many good pieces okay. that you that you'd add to stuff. Like they don't have any bad players, which is why they they're good to watch. But but yeah, they just they just they just haven't got the thing that's going to take them over in a playoff series. Superstar. Mm-hmm for me
1: that's that thing a superstar that's it that's it that's 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 what they don't have I saw I heard someone describe um describe this kind of describe them as like a. they're like a cake without the icing so you need a drink to to, to actually get it down your throat because it's so dry <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they are it's not a bad <laughs> analogy at all
0: cool um I think with that um we can we can put a lid on it there boys uh as always a pleasure uh, I really enjoyed that one today so I want to thank you all for your time yes Always good. Well, you're here every week, to be honest. Um, I
3: mean, I'm just
2: it's
0: about, about it's part, it. i thank you for the furniture. <laughs> it's, it's you more uh, you thanking me for my time in this uh, scenario, uh, Harold? Always good to have you on. Pleasure. You know, when we're not talking about LeBron, uh, Sai, always, always a pleasure as usual. Um, yeah, catch up with us uh, during the week. Uh, stay posted. Peace.
2: Take care, lads. Bye.